0: singer-songwriter Lex Romaine with an original tune.
1: It was January back in 59 in a Pennsylvania coal mining town. 81 miners standing in line waiting to go down. Down, down in that old Knack's mine and never see the light of day. Robbing the pillars was the task at hand. You listen what the boss man say. Listen what the boss man say.
0: The classic, the iconic image of this disaster is the vortex recorded on film. The river going into the mine.
2: The image, the, the film that, that I have, the version I have, it was shot by Jack Scanella. And what an amazing perspective from the newsman. And what's interesting about that vortex is... The the theory that I have is that image was just so unbelievable. And when people saw that on their their television, someone then had to be held accountable because if you didn't see that vortex and those trains going, going down on the river, if that didn't happen, if it was a mining accident where it all happened underground, there was no river, or anything like that, this could have been swept under the rug. So that's another contemporary point is how the media acted in 1959. There was this sort of journalistic integrity that I think is rare these days. And those guys were really doing the best they could to serve their community and inform their community. And it's that image of the vortex and the train cars going down that I feel caused all of the inquiries and caused all the court cases because the whole world now knew the the whole world was asking, how could this have happened?
0: Filmmaker David Bracca speaking about the Knox Mine Disaster, a documentary produced with Al Bracca to be screened on Friday, January 21st at King's College in Wilkesbury, as one of the many events taking place to mark Anthracite Mining Heritage Month. As it happens, it was a commemoration of the Knox disaster in January over two decades ago that evolved into Anthracite Mining Heritage Month coordinated by Dr. Robert Walensky, now Professor Emeritus at the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point, co-author of the study, The Knox Mine Disaster, The Final Years of the Northern Anthracite Industry. We had a chance to speak by phone with Dr. Walensky, who is always on hand for the month-long series, but will not be here in 2022 because of the COVID pandemic. First, some history about the commemoration itself. In
3: 1999, we commemorated the 40th anniversary of the Knox Mine Disaster. The Knox Mine Disaster was the last major mining disaster in in, in northeastern Pennsylvania when the Knox Coal Company mined illegally under the Susquehanna River, brought the river into the mines, flooded them far and wide, and killed 12 mine workers. We commemorated that in January, January 22, 1999, and then we did, we've done that every year since 1999, and uh, we're now you know, into the, well into the 21st century. We're still doing it every January up at the Answer Site Museum. Well, out of that initial one, we, we developed a series of programs. So pretty soon it was Mining History Week, and uh, we'd have three or four programs, one in Plymouth, maybe one in Pittston, uh, you know, one in Scranton, two in Scranton. And then uh, after doing that for about 10 years— It became Mining History Month. Actually, we now call it Anthracite Mining Heritage Month because we're beyond mining. We've done programs on baseball. We've done programs on various other topics, ethnicity. And so uh, it's really about Anthracite heritage. And uh, this year, we have 15 different programs. Last year, we had about 12. They were all on Zoom. And the year before that, we had 17. There's a great response from throughout northeastern Pennsylvania. We're trying to broaden it beyond the books, barre scranton area, but that's where most of the programs have been held.
0: And Bob, the great thing is that the topics are broad, and the experts are those who lived the history as well as those who study the history and more. Yes, and those who are living the history. This year, we have a
3: wonderful program at the Nanticoke Historical Society, sponsored by the Nanticoke Historical Society, that includes contemporary mine workers we still have people mining coal in northeastern PA. It's on Thursday, January 13th. It's going to be at the uh, St. Faustina Cultural Center on Church Street in Nanticoke at 630. And we have five wonderful speakers, three folks who who mined at one time and two people who are contemporary miners. And so it's it's going to bring, you know, the old and the new together. We, We kick it off with live programs on January 13th. Now, WVIA heads the card is the first first item listed on this scheduled events, because you are going to do a series of events on your website, which is www.wvia.org mining, put up there by Chris Zellers, and your, Erica, your Knox Mine Disaster documentary, which you did back in 1984, you wrote it, you narrated that. that'll be available at this website. And you're also going to put up interviews, is that correct? Some art scene and Keystone editions?
0: Yes, there's some up there now, Bob, and I just added a new one yesterday. Okay, great. And those
3: are typically half-hour long,
0: hour-long interviews with people who have had experience with Anthracite, some aspect of Anthracite heritage. The most recent is a singer-songwriter who's singing songs about her Ukrainian mine working grandpa. Oh, I will certainly tune into those
3: personally. They'll be up there a month long. And then I've mentioned January 13th in Manicoke, January 14th. We've had to postpone this program because of the COVID. This is Tony Brooks' a tour of the Luzerne County Courthouse, but the courthouse is n- not welcoming tours, as you might understand. So Tony has put that off, and if you would check with the wilkes Preservation Society, of which Tony is the president, he has on there other tours that will be upcoming, hopefully in, in the spring That's the 14th. And Saturday the 15th, we have a tour down at the number nine coal mine and museum. Now, the folks in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, maybe even Hazleton, don't probably know much about the number nine coal mine and museum, but it's in Lansford in the southern coal field. You know, there are three anthracite fields, regions southern, middle, and northern. The first coal field was the southern Schuylkill County down that way. And uh, the president of that number nine operation is a gentleman named Zach Petrusky who's from the northern field, but he works down there. And Zach is going to lead a tour, a free tour of the mine. This is a mine that is not like the, the Lackawanna coal mine tour in Scranton. It's not a deep mine. It's a mine that it's called a drift mine. You go into the mountain flat. You walk in straight away into the mountain. And believe it or not, Erica, the coal is up. The coal is not down in the ground. It's up in the mountain. That's a drift mine. And there's a very interesting technique to get that coal from above be quite dangerous, as you can maybe imagine. So Zach's going to leave that tour uh, at two o'clock on the fifteenth, two to three thirty, and then you can go in the museum and warm up and get some refreshments. And there's a wonderful museum right outside the number nine coal mine down in Lansford. That's the fifteenth in the afternoon. The fifteenth in the evening, we have a wonderful program that I greatly regret not being able to go to, but it's at the Plymouth Historical Society. It's going to be at the first Welsh Baptist Church in Plymouth, been moved from the borough building. And mining engineer Eric Bella, B-E-L-L-A, you know, Wyoming Valley fellow. He's a mining engineer of the Lehigh Engineering uh, Reading Anthracite Coal. He's a mining engineer, and he's going to talk about the Avondale mine disaster, something close to my heart since I've written about it, and he's going to talk about the Avondale disaster of 1869, the worst anthracite disaster ever, 110 men and boys died down there in Plymouth Township. It's a a fairly well-preserved historical site if you ever want to see it. It's called the Avondale Mine Disaster from a Mining Engineer's Perspective, colon, It Was an Accident. Now, in the book that I wrote with Joe Keating in 2008, we argue that, well, it may have been an accident, but it may also have been an act of arson because the men in that mine that day broke a strike just a few days earlier, three-month-long strike, and they were the first to go back to work in the wilkes Scranton region. And then four days later, the place goes up in flames, and many of those who testified claimed that there's no way that this was an accident. So Joe Keating and I, we we sort of take a middle view. Well, it may have been an accident, but it may also have been an act of arson. Eric, however, mining engineer that he is and and a friend of mine, He's going to argue against the arson hypothesis and say this was what the coroner's jury originally ruled, because the coroner's jury investigated it. It was, a, uh, it was a genuine accident. So that's on the 15th in Plymouth. And again, all these will be online at the Anthracite Heritage Foundation's website and at our, our Facebook page. One of the highlights, Erica, is on Thursday the 20th at King's. Sponsored by the McGowan Center for Ethics and Social Responsibility at Kings, it's the annual Monsignor Curran Lecture. Monsignor Curran, the so-called Mine Workers Priest, he was he was there from the early 1900s right through the mid 1930s, advocating for the mine workers, helping settle strikes, helping solve grievances, and so forth. He dedicated his life. Pastor at Saint Mary's Church in Wilkesboro, he was from Lackawanna County originally, and we have Dr. Philip Jenkins coming in. Philip Jenkins was at Penn State in the Department of History for many years, but he's now Distinguished Professor of History at Baylor University, Baylor University in Texas. And Philip's going to talk about the Ku Klux Klan in the Anthracite region in 1920 to 1945. Philip wrote a book about the Klan in Pennsylvania. In the 1930s, Northeastern PA had the most Klan activity of any part of the state with the exception of the Pittsburgh area. That was in the 20s. His book covers a a long period, 1900 to about 1950, but his lecture at King's is just the northern northern part of the Etrosite region, and it's 1920 to 1945. We're looking forward to that one. That one's going to be live-streamed. There's a Zoom address for that on the schedule of events located on our Facebook page and website. I will personally look to that with great enthusiasm on the 20th. 21st, Dave Bracca and Al Bracca are going to screen their tremendous Knox Mine Disaster documentary, which is now about four years old, I believe. This wonderful documentary, and I know you've seen it, Erica, it's at Burke Auditorium at King's, and that's where the previous evening, that's where Philip Jenkins is going to speak at Burke Auditorium at King's in the McGowan School of Business. And there'll be a question and answer afterwards. I was going to participate in the Q&A, but since I won't be there, Dave Bracca will handle the Q&A. Uh, the film the film goes about an hour and 15 minutes, and then there'll be a, a question and answer. You need tickets for this. And the tickets are available at the website, knoxminddisaster.com. 21st at King's. On Saturday the 22nd, the Anthracite Hairs Museum, the wonderful public museum that we have in Scranton, they're going to do the annual Knox Disaster Commemoration. And again, we've been doing this since 1999. And Sue Hand one of our region's foremost artists, and, and the foremost anthracite artist. She's got a new exhibit. It's going to open at the museum at 1 o'clock on Saturday the 22nd. And by the way, this is the anniversary of the Knox Mine disaster, January 22nd. And her latest exhibit's going to open at 1 o'clock. It's called Regional Coal Breaker Communities, and Faded Memories. She's going to speak about a section of that exhibit, which will be in the hall there at the museum, and she's going to speak only about Lackawanna County coal breakers. The exhibit's broader than that, but she's going to look only at the Lackawanna County. And, Erica, you mean, we, had, we had hundreds of coal breakers in, in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton area, just hundreds of them. The last one in our neck of the woods, the northeastern part, was, was the Huber. Down below, there was the St. Nicholas. They're both gone. So all we have really have are these images, and Sue has scoured, you know magazines and journals and articles and books, and she's found so many of these images, and she's painted them in these very large paintings. it's just a tremendous contribution to our region's heritage, what Sue Han has done. She's exhibited before. this is her latest exhibit up at the Anthracite Museum on the 22nd. Uh, after she speaks, Teresa Berkman who is the uh, chair of the communications department at the University of the Pacific in California. She's going to be Zoomed in to comment on commemorations, like what Sue's doing. And Jennifer Black from Accordia University is going to do the same. Don Chappelle on the pickups will, we always have music up at Anthracite. You've been there, Erica. You know, we always have some music, and Don Chappelle's going to provide that. And our moderator will be Bodie Morin, who's was the executive director of that museum, and at Eckley This one will be streamed on the museum's Facebook page, so I can tune into that, too, from Wisconsin. If you check, again, the Anthracite Heritage Foundation website or Facebook page, you will see the address for our Facebook link. That's the 22nd in the the afternoon. 22nd in the evening, a featured event. The Susquehanna Brewing Company is going to sponsor a free concert of Anthracite Region music.
1: I'm a hard-working miner. You can see by my hands, although I am honest and free. And a dollar a day is very small pay for a man with a large family.
3: We have folk singer Lex Romain. We have Don Chappelle and the pickups. Don's that afternoon, and Don is going to be doing it in the the evening of the 22nd. We have accordionist Jimmy Walters and bassist Doug Smith. They're going to do variety music, but, you know, Jimmy will do polkas, and he'll do schottishes and he'll do an Italian tarantella, but they'll do more contemporary stuff, too. And um, Ed Philbin is the MC of that. And, by the way, I want to mention this point, like Ed Philbin and Bodie Morin and Chef Renza and Steve Kondrat. These are the local—they do most of the work. So that's the 22nd. Two, two good programs on the 22nd, the afternoon and the folk concerts in the evening. The 23rd, day after the Knox disaster anniversary, we have the annual Knox disaster mass, the memorial mass church service up at St. John the Evangelist Church in Pittston. This has been going on since the year after the Knox mine disaster. Uh, there's always been a church service in Pittston, and it's uh, at, at 9 o'clock at the church. And then at uh, 1030, we go up to the historical marker in Pittston, right in front of the former St. Joseph's Church, now Bologna Funeral Home, where there's a public commemoration at the state historical marker commemorating the Knox, where we also have the 12 victims' names mentioned. Family members are invariably there, some coming in from distant places to be at this rather brief commemoration at 1030 on the 23rd after Mass. And then after that brief commemoration, maybe it takes a half an hour, Beloga Funeral Home provides some refreshments for us inside to keep warm. We go down to the river and we walk to the disaster site, the Knox site, up the river toward the Pittston Bridges. That's at 11 o'clock. We'll gather at the Bologna Funeral Home. We'll caravan down. And then, weather permitting, we will walk up the river. You know, it's, I don't know, maybe it's a quarter of a mile, a third of a mile. And we'll see both where the river broke in. And we'll see where a number of the men got out at the Eagle Air shaft along the river. They're well marked with historical markers. That's the 20, 23rd in the afternoon. The, the whole thing will probably be over by two o'clock. And we often watch for lunch after the walk to the river too. So another good thing about Mining Heritage Month, we, we do a lot of socializing. And typically after a program in Nanticoke or Plymouth or Scranton, we, we find a local institution where we have a pint or a, something to eat or a salad, and we continue the discussion. That's one of the really neat things about it. Also on the 23rd, it's 3 o'clock, we're going to have an informational meeting sponsored by the Anthracite Heritage Museum. This will be on Zoom. The uh, Zoom address is there in the in the schedule. Bodie Morin, who, as I say, is the director of the Anthracite Museum and the Equity Museum. Beth Landmesser from Bear Creek, who has taken people to Wales a dozen times. And yours truly, I've taken people overseas a number of times, mainly students. We three are going to lead the tour to the UK, to the United Kingdom, to study industrial heritage. The UK has done a tremendous job preserving coal mines and railroads and canals and and, and so many other types of things, you know, know, steel mills and cotton factories. And so we're going to see a lot of that stuff next summer, COVID permitting, June 16th to June 27th. We're headed over to the UK. We've been trying to do this for two years. We were canceled the last two years thanks to the virus. We've rescheduled it for this year will be online for this, and our travel agent from Shropshire in the north, Redler Travel and Tourism, Janet Redler, will be there online with us, and she'll tell us about the itinerary. We're also going to see a a great house, a mansion, a palace. We're not just going to be looking at coal mines and and railroad cars. Uh, We're going to do a lot of socializing, too. We'll have a professional guide with us at all times, as well as Bodie, Beth, and myself who know what's going on to some extent. So tune into that, and, and we have some spots open. We've, we've had 18, 19 people with us for the last two years, and they're hanging tight. We'd love to take over a few more. So if you're interested in a, in a tour to the UK next summer, and if we can do it, you're certainly welcome to join into this informational session. So that's on the afternoon, the 23rd to 25th the Luzerne County Historical Society. And Mark Bassetti put together a wonderful program. He's the director of operations and museum curator down there. He's also going to speak and emcee the event. We're looking at, if you want to do research on the anthracite region, we have four experts who know what's in their museums and their archives. If you want to do any research of various types. So John Fielding from the Anthracite Museum is going to talk about what they hold up there in Scranton. Dave Shepard director of King's College Corgan Library. Dave's going to talk about what King's holds. And, you know, King's holds the damn Flood Papers, for example. Nicholas Zimjeski, the archivist at the Industrial Archives and Library in Bethlehem. PA. This is a new library. Industrial Archives and Library in Bethlehem. Uh, and Nicholas is going to tell us what's being held down there. And I understand it's a real treasure trove. And then Mark Bassetti is going to talk about what's being held with regard to anthracite region history at the Luzerne County Historical Society on Franklin Street in Wilkes-Barre. So that'll be a good one, and that one's on Zoom, so I'll be tuning into that as well. That will not be live 7 o'clock in the evening on the 23rd. On the 27th, we had a dandy one scheduled, but it's been postponed to a future date because of the virus. Mike Korb had to put together a 125th anniversary commemoration of the Latimer Massacre. Now, the Latimer Massacre occurred in 1897. Uh, when 19 men were shot, most of them in the back, um, when they were on strike by the Luzerne County Sheriff and his deputies, they were marching in, on behalf of the Mine Workers Union down near Hazleton, and they were gunned down. And uh, it was the largest labor massacre of the 19th century, right there in, near Hazleton, and it's 125 years. So we so were going to have this commemoration, but we put it off. I was going to speak at that. Paul Shackle from the University of Maryland Lou Dreyfus, who has the photos, a lot of his his grandfather's original photos from the day. Chuck Nissel from the United Mine Workers of America Union. Mike was going to speak. And uh, we're going to do that again, hopefully in the spring. Uh, That was an important one. We're not going to let this year go by without commemorating the 125th anniversary of the Latimer Massacre. Well, finally, on the 30th of January, again, we, we go from the 13th to the 30th with specific programs, the folks at the Lackawanna Historical Society, Marianne Savakinis, Sarah Pacini, and, and their wonderful colleagues up there, they're gonna do a live theatrical performance. It's about the mine workers. Priest himself, my senior John J. Curran. Remember we had the Curran lecture early in this schedule. Uh, there's a play written by KK Gordon from Lackawanna County, wrote this play called for the least of them, it's a play about the life of Monsignor John J. Curran. So one-man, one-act play. The actor is Scott Rave, and the director is Art Walsh. And it's going to be held live at the Lackawanna Historical Society on Monroe Avenue in Scranton, right by the University of Scranton, 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon, the 30th. You need a ticket for this, and it is a limited live audience. However, it'll be streamed live through Electric City Television. Now, I'm not sure how wide the reach is of Electric City Television. I know it's in the Scranton area. I'm not sure how far it gets beyond that that area. Uh, A wine and cheese reception will follow. We're so happy that Marianne and Sarah and the gang up there are doing this. We did this very play six or seven years ago for the current lecture at King's College. Different actor, but K.K. Gordon was there. And uh, it's a wonderful play, a wonderful thoughtful play about one of the m- most important persons in-, in northeastern Pennsylvania's anthracite history, and that's Monsignor Curran, who was a breaker boy in, in his youth. And then he was a mule driver up in the- up in Lackawanna County, working for the Pennsylvania Coal Company. He gets ordained, and he realizes that the mine workers have you know some real complaints. Big union man, big supporter of John Mitchell, personal friend of Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt mentions Curran in his autobiography. This is Teddy Roosevelt. He lobs he Curran, but he visits Wilkes-Barre a number of times, including for Curran's 25th anniversary as a as, as a priest. So they were good buddies. Someone needs to write a write a, a biography, a good solid biography of Monsignor Curran, and this play is is probably the probably the closest thing we have to it to a pretty good autobiography of Monsignor Curran. That's the last program on Sunday, January 30th, Erica. So you can see its heritage not just mining its heritage and we have music we have plays we have lectures some are on zoom some are not uh, i just want to thank everybody the 60 people plus who are on the card It's 50 i think we have a couple cancellations but uh, 50 50 plus people who who volunteered no pay everything's free except for the two as you need tickets the knox documentary and the current play the other programs are all free
0: As the first program does, it reminds us of the coal mining in the past, what the experience was, the people will be there who have done mining in the past, and the current day, and that's what you always like to do. It's not just looking to the past, but how the past can inform or does inform the present and the future, and that's why it's so important.
3: Uh, Well put, well put, Eric. You know, there used to be a group that we had 10 years ago called the Anthracite Living History Group. It has since faded, I'm sorry to say. But our goal back then was to realize that anthracite history, you know, it's past, yes, but the past informs the present. You know, as as James Baldwin said, you know, we're trapped in history, and history is trapped in us. I mean, this past is our history in many ways that we aren't even aware of. And so it's a commemoration, it's a celebration, it's an acknowledgement of our ancestors, and it it tells us about who we are and what we might want to become.
1: It was January back in 59, in a Pennsylvania coal mining town. 81 miners standing in line, waiting to go down.
0: Dr. Robert Walensky, Professor Emeritus at the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point co-author of the study, The Knox Mine Disaster, The Final Years of the Northern Anthracite Industry. He was speaking about Anthracite Mining Heritage Month. He was a founder and he is coordinator of what was a weekend event and now a month-long celebration, commemoration, as we heard the active events get underway on Thursday, this Thursday, January 13th, with the Naticoke Historical Society public program, Mining Anthracite, Memories and Commentaries from Those Who Did and Those Who Are Doing. And the schedule continues in a very full way right through Sunday, January 30th, with the Lackawanna Historical Society's presentation of For the Least of Them, a play about the life of Monsignor John J. Curran, playwright K.K. Gordon's piece with actor Scott Rave and director Art Walsh, and that's Sunday, January 30th at two tickets are required. We heard about so many events, and you can find out about all of them on the Anthracite Heritage Foundation website, and that's ahfdn.org, ahfdn.org, the Anthracite Heritage Foundation website. And we add that WVIA is taking part in the commemoration. Throughout the month, we will be posting new features from Art Scene and from Keystone Edition. We do right now have our historical documentary on the Knox Mine Disaster, and that's there now. And there'll be more all throughout the month. So that's wvia.org slash mining, wvia.org slash mining.
1: They violated the Taft Hardly Law. They tried to hit it both ways. An inside story of greed and corruption, in the minor pays and phase. And the minor pays and pays.
0: This is singer songwriter Lex Romain and he will perform in concert on Saturday, January 22nd, the evening of the disaster on January 22, 1959, the commemoration of that event. He will be at the Susquehanna Brewing Company for a free concert, an evening of anthracite region music with Don Chappelle and the pickups and Jimmy Waltich and bassist Doug Smith. Ed Philbin will lead the activities and it's getting underway there at seven, from seven to nine. But Lex happens to also have been the narrator of the film, The Knox Mine Disaster, the documentary film by David Bracca and Al Bracca, and that will be screened the eve of the disaster, Friday, January 21st at 7 at King's College in Burke Auditorium. For more information about all of these events, ahfdn.org. They roll 60
1: gondolas into the river 400 other cool will... The whirlpool sucked them down one by one and it looked like a railroad to hell.